But I would encourage you that it's okay to ask for help and by asking for help, it's not that you're, you're, you're doing a bad job, it's actually that you're doing such a great job that you've reached a level to where you need help. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. Finances. Oh boy. (laughs) What comes to mind when you hear that? Because if you're like us, we probably have an idea. You're probably running away, closing all of your banking apps and not wanting anything to do with it. (laughs) Or you're even like clicking out of this podcast episode because you're like, this is already (laughs) overwhelming. I'm out. Girl, we feel that because <laughs> we are very much the same way, which is why we so appreciated having Christy on our show. So Christy Runzer, if you don't already know from On Route Financial, she's a financial planner for entrepreneurs. And basically, she's the girlfriend's guide to finance. So that's why we love chatting with her because she mm-hmm. really puts stuff on our level. She doesn't talk like over our heads and all this fancy jargon. It really all makes sense. Christy works with established entrepreneurs who want to be more strategic and intentional with their finances and really who are what maybe help them get out of overwhelm okay thank you help to decrease overwhelm thank you reduce overwhelm sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) and help to reduce overwhelm and create a really simple actionable and fun plan for their money yes fun yeah when you like when you get into the meat of this episode we honestly had so much fun talking to christy you're probably like uh money finance is fun no (laughs) but we promise so much fun in this episode so in her academy course which which is already live in your member portal ladies christy helps you lay your foundation to financial freedom by setting monthly financial goals aligned with your dreams and values can i get an amen amen (laughs) christy has also included her money mindset tips as well as strategies to save and prioritize your money goals, some of which we're chatting about on today's episode. So be sure to head over to shexshines.com to check out her course, as well as the show notes of this episode to grab Christy's money goal workbook that is going to walk you through everything you need to know and everything you need to do to get on the path to a solid financial foundation. Mm, yes and if you love this episode with christy as much as we did like y'all will hear how much fun we had learning about finances who knew let us know in the form of a podcast review so an apple podcast it's really simple just search the she x shines podcast and write us a little review share a takeaway you know we'd also really love it if you could share your favorite takeaway from this episode on instagram since basically that's where we live by tagging us at she x shines these are Two very simple, easy ways to help us continue to create more of what you need to build the business fit for the queen you are, girl. If you are ready to get your money right, let's dive in. All right, welcome back to the She Shines podcast. We are delighted today to be joined by Christy Runzer of Enroute Financial, mostly because Christy does something that Alex and I just can't seem to wrap our brains around, and that is 
financial everything. <laughs> facts. Straight facts. So welcome, Christy. Thank you so much for having me, Anna, Laura, and Alex. Yes, yes. We're excited to dive in. Can you, just our audience can get a little bit of feel for what you do. Do you mind stating what it is? What is En Route Financial? <laughs> yes. Well, we do financial everything. So <laughs> you ladies are in the right place. But uh, On Route Financial is a financial planning company, and we work with entrepreneurs and professional women and really just help them to be more strategic and intentional with their finances. I find a lot of my clients are coming to me and they're just kind of like reacting or they're avoiding. And so we really sit down and we get clear on what their goals are, what's happening with their finances. And just think strategically and intentionally how we can set up their finances to really align and support them towards their goals. That is so needed, <laughs> especially like Anna Laura said, for us, because finances are not our strong suits. So can you tell us a little bit about the journey was like to what you're doing now and diving into full-time entrepreneurship with Enroute Financial? Yeah, definitely. So my journey was kind of starting for me out of college. When I graduated with a finance degree, I was at this point where I could go into personal finance, which was very relationship building and you're building a client base and you're working with people and and building a business essentially. Or I could go the corporate route and I was like, I don't want to, I don't really want to do that. Like, let's just go the route where, you know, I have no salary and benefits and just, and and go for it. So I'm a little bit crazy, but it was a good time because I was just out of college. I didn't have, you know, the mortgage to pay or, or anything like that. And I was working at a firm, so I had support. So while I was in charge of like getting my clients and building my business, I had that support operationally and with with staff and and with compliance. So I did that for about five years. It was kind of that traditional financial planner role you might think of, like you might think of like your dad's financial planner, (laughs) who's like in their suit and, you know, you're going into the nice office. And I just, I, I, I guess it was at a point where I had finally reached quote unquote success financially. I was comfortable in my business, but then after three weeks of binging Netflix on the couch, I was like, okay, I think (laughs) there's probably a problem here. (laughs) So I left that business behind. I left all my clients behind. I was serving a lot of pre-retirees and really had to do some reflecting around what I wanted this next business to look like. And I wanted to still be in financial planning because I believe so deeply in the power of financial planning as a tool that you can use to really help you create and design this amazing life that you want to live. But I wasn't passionate about who I was serving or the business model that I had. So that's where the work really began. And, you know, what is this impact that I want to make and who is it that I want to help? And I found that it was people like me, you know, young entrepreneurs who are in this growth phase in their business and they're really at this place where they're looking to create a business and a life that brings them joy and and that they love and just living life to the fullest so I, I dove right in and have been doing this now for about two years and you know it's it's tough starting over but it's it's been worth it and I wouldn't change it for the world. I really love that you touched on the fact that you you really stopped and asked yourself, 
what is the impact that I want to make? And you did that by asking, who is it that I want to serve? Like, what mm. gap can I fill and what you know value can I bring to a specific group of people? That's something we talk about a lot in the academy. So, girlfriend, if you're listening to this, you're like, hey, this sounds familiar. Like, it's, it's really <laughs> no secret or it shouldn't be a secret at this point that mm-hmm. if you are starting a business or maybe you're in the middle of a business and you're just – sales have stalled – Maybe it's because you don't know who it is that you're serving. So Christy, thank you so much for touching on that. So one thing that I really love that you said and kind of piggybacking off of Anna Laura talking about you taking the time to actually take a step back and reflect on what it is that you want to do. Um, I really enjoyed that you said, you know, it was tough starting over, but worth it. And I think the common thread that we've seen too with with many of our podcast guests who are professional women and entrepreneurs that sometimes the first thing that we do, and even Anna Lauren and ourselves, the first thing that we dive into isn't always the the business or career or idea that's going to end up being that final thing. And, and you have no idea unless you do it. So the fact that you took the leap out of school to run this business and then you're like, maybe this is not for me let me take a step back and figure it out and it's just the common theme that we talk about of that Mm self-awareness knowing who it is that you want to serve what the impact is that you're going to make but also being okay with knowing that it's going to take time and that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to happen for you and it's not going to work for you it's that all right, I just need to take a step back and really figure out what this is so I can move forward in alignment and feel good about what it is that I'm doing and the fact that you were able to do that and now I've been doing it for two years is is so amazing so I'm really I'm really happy that you said that because I know it's going to hit home for a lot of the women who are listening yeah I love that and I feel like people hold themselves back from jumping in because you know they don't know what it's going to look like maybe or you know they're they're still trying to figure some stuff out hash some stuff out and I think what's been super helpful for me with that is just learning as you go. Like you, you don't have to have it all figured out along the way. You Mm -hmm. might not know if it's for you until Mm -hmm. you try it, or you might not know how something's going to look until you start experimenting. So don't let that type of stuff hold you back. You can figure it out and really hash out that vision as you go. And that's what's super exciting. It's kind of just like a big experiment (laughs) almost. Yes. Yes. Well, speaking of experiments, you are in a new chapter of your life. Congratulations on your new baby girl. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So how has this new chapter of motherhood kind of impacted your business? Because you were talking about figuring out things as you go along, right? And assumedly for the last two years, you've kind of had a system (laughs) and things have been going well. And now we have a new chapter and a new person around. (laughs) So how has business changed, if at all, for you? And and do you have any advice to, you know, new working moms, business owners who might be going through the same thing that you are right now? Yeah, it's it's been interesting, especially because the time when my daughter was born was about a month before COVID really started amping up and everybody started quarantining. And so when I was expecting to start having childcare, that's when, uh, you know, that wasn't happening, I guess. Like, we were all home together. So it's been a balance and it's been a juggle, but it's 
really been a process of figuring out what are the most important things that I need to get done. And if you really look at all the things that you're doing in your business, at least what I found personally was that maybe only 20% of the things I was doing actually really mattered when it came to the results that I was getting. Mm -hmm. So it was really getting clear on what are the most impactful things that are going to drive my business forward and focusing on that and giving myself full permission to cut out and let go anything that wasn't serving me, anything that wasn't moving me forward. You know, it's kind of forces you into that because you're always thinking about how, you know, I really need to maybe focus on things that are going to move me forward and be good for me. And maybe this thing isn't great for me, but a lot of the times we are maybe afraid to just Mm -hmm. cut that thing off or to, to let it go and to move on. So it's really kind of forced me to let go of some old things that were long overdue. Well, thank you for being honest with us and sharing a little bit of how this new chapter of motherhood is impacting your business and what you've decided to do to move yourself forward. And I'm glad you touched on two things because also, as you know, Annalore and I don't have children, but we do have mothers in our community that we work with one-on-one within our academy. And whether they're mothers or not, the women in our academy all have struggled with, including ourselves, I'm sure Christy, you can relate, and everyone listening with time management (laughs) and trying to figure out what do I need to do and when do I need to do it? Now, of course, when you start adding children in, I can't even imagine (laughs) what that looks like to put that puzzle piece together. But one thing that we recommend to our members, and I'm so glad that you touched on it, was two things. What are the most impactful things that you can do to move your business forward? And we like to call these the non-negotiables, right? Like at the end of the day, what are those non-negotiables that like you absolutely have to do to make sure you're getting results and driving your business forward? So I'm really glad you said that. And then the second thing, which we harp on all the time, is give yourself permission and grace to say no to things and to cut things out. And the fact that you've like already figured this out, you said what within, it's been three months, Yeah. Yeah. So within three months, like you've already said, all right, no to that, no to that, where I think that is one of the hardest things is to actually say no. And if you're like us, like we love doing things and hanging out with people and and saying yes to projects and taking on projects. So to be able to have the self-awareness to know that okay, this is too much on my plate and it's going to actually impact my business if I say yes to this. So I just, I really love those two things, Christy. Um, just to, to say them again for you guys, what are the most impactful things or those non-negotiables that are gonna move my business forward and get results? <laughs> we want those results. And then secondly, give yourself permission to cut things out and say no. So thank you for saying yes. those because I think we're, we're going to name the podcast <laughs> permission you have permission to cut things up <laughs> yes and I still need that reminder because I'm still my brain wants to just say yes and I'm like yeah. wait 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 no we we worked through that already we're not doing that anymore yeah I, I mean I, I think that's normal and I think that's a con- like that's a constant life thing is to be in like what am I trying to say here? Like it's, it's a constant life lesson to be able to know what can I take on right now and what can I say no to or what can I maybe put on the back burner and come back to at a later date. Like that that's the game of life right there. Like am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? Am I going to do it later? Is it important to me? Is it important to someone else? So I mean I think the fact that you're still figuring it out 
like we still are figuring out and everyone else mm-hmm. like it's it's 1000% normal so ladies if you're listening and you think you figured it out today that is amazing use the lesson that you learned today to take you to the next time you get to something and you're like yes. do I need to do this or can I say no <laughs> yeah because it's never gonna end it's gonna keep, no it's gonna be a new issue but it yes. will still happen of course of course if you're still working it'll keep Learning popping up your priorities non- <laughs> I love that so Christy mm-hmm. are there any more le- I know there's okay let's just say we can fill an entire book full of all the lessons that we learn in business every single day but what would be your top Mm -hmm. maybe two lessons other than learning what your priorities and non-negotiables are what other advice do you have for running a business especially as a new mom yeah well yes I don't know if this is new mom per se but this was the first thing that popped into my head was we were talking a bit about results and focusing on the things that get you the results, but then kind of in addition to that, not focusing mm-hmm. too much on the results and focusing more on the process mm-hmm. and what you need to do to get the results. This was mm-hmm. a big mistake that I made for a while. I would set these crazy high revenue goals, like totally unrealistic, but my high achieving brain was like, yeah, we can just do that. <laughs> So, you know, would never hit the goal because it was insane. And I never actually took a step back to figure out how I would get there either and what the steps would look like and what the process would be. I would just Mm. be like, this is the goal that we need to hit. And I would just focus on it and focus on it. And when it didn't happen, then that would say something about me. I would take it personally. To me, it meant I was a failure. I was a bad business owner. I could never get any clients. And I would just be beating myself up and and really tying my worth into the results and the money in my business. So I really had to separate those two things and learn that it's not about the results. It's about the process and it's about the journey. And as long as I'm showing up, serving, being consistent, being smart and strategic and intentional, the results are gonna come and then I can look at those and celebrate and feel good about that. But if I'm just really zoned in on that, it energetically drains me and it really pulls at my worth where my worth isn't in my business or my finances, right? So separating that and focusing on the process has been a game changer for me. I want to thank you for saying that because that's literally, we were talking about this today. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we record these episodes and we'll have a conversation earlier in the day and then our guests will come on. I'm like, you're speaking to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This just happened yesterday. I absolutely love that you said that because (laughs) I was just telling Alex and my husband that I know I tie my worth and my value to my results and I'm trying to break that cycle and it's a really hard one once you're in it and I know I'm speaking to a lot of people out there I know I'm not alone in this so that's kind of reassuring but you know it's a continual work in process whenever you need to shift that focus away from the results and like you said focus on finding joy in showing up consistently finding joy in the process and like you Mm -hmm. said just letting the results come if they do celebrate that if they don't well what can you refine maybe in your process that you know what can we eliminate like we talked about earlier so I really want to thank you because you're definitely speaking to me (laughs) if you say that (laughs) yes we have all been there it's super super common and 
I see it with my clients all the time. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not money. Sometimes we have our worth in other things, whether it's relationships mm-hmm. or the way we look or mm-hmm. whatever that is. It's just learning to separate Absolutely. it from external factors. I love that you said that too because in listening to you guys, I'm like, ooh, what, how do I tie in my, you know, my worth? And I know for me, it is relationships. So if I have a client that, a speech pathology client who has decided, I'll say fire, right? They want to choose another therapist because they didn't like me or my manager didn't like something that I did. Like, I take that so personal. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't like me? What? Please let me come back and do it again. So for me, that I really tie my worth into that, and and losing a client, like, oof, it it really hits me hard. And I I have constantly had to remind myself, like, what what was the process that you took to treat this patient? Like, what what clinical skills were you using? What was your therapy plan? And and learning that the worth is in the type of therapy that I'm delivering, and not always if the patient likes me, because I have to learn the hard truth. Not everyone is going to to like me, but I whew, I take that real hard. <laughs> I get that. I do, I do that too. I love. Me. I just want to be liked. Yeah. <laughs> So, Christy, again, thank you for sharing that. We're we're going to shift gears just a little bit here and talk about your awesome course in the Academy. And I say awesome because I truly mean awesome. Before your course, I actually learned a lot going through Yay. your course. And it's stuff that I know my dear husband has been trying to teach me for the entirety of our marriage and relationship. Sorry, Cody. Um... <laughs> But you just write things in such a way that, like, when I see the word finance, I immediately glaze over and my brain shuts down. But you put it in such a way that it makes Mm -hmm. it understandable, relatable, and I'm, like, excited to dive in more. And so, yes, yes, you are, like, the girlfriend's guide to finance. So can you tell us the most uh, common financial trend that you see with female professionals and entrepreneurs like do you deal with a lot of people like me who are just like numbers what's that what's yes. a spreadsheet <laughs> yes literally as you as you asked that question I was like what you just said is like the most common trend like, <laughs> a lot of just kind of avoiding or feeling overwhelmed, not sure where to start, ignorance is bliss type of situation. So mm. it just goes in the <laughs> the side burnt, the, what's yes. that called? Peripheral, the, the peripheral. Yeah. Yes, you don't see it or maybe you kind of yeah. see it, but you don't want to see it and you're avoiding it. And that that's the biggest thing that I see when, when clients are coming to me. They're like, yeah, I've been avoiding this. I have, I've had my head in the sand and I want to take control. I want to feel empowered by it because at the end of the day, it's just numbers. It's just data. It's not Mm -hmm. saying anything about our worth. It's not saying that we're doing a bad job. It's giving us information that we can use to then inform our decisions, inform the action that we're taking. But yeah, uh, avoidance is a very 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 common and normal thing so if you're doing that that's okay <laughs> I just encourage you to take baby steps even if it's just peeking in at the bank account a little bit more than usual or writing down some goals whatever a small little step that would feel really good and light to you because the more that you are taking mm. action the more it's going to snowball, the bigger your results are going to be. You're going to feel more comfortable. It's not going to feel as scary. And 
before you know it, you're going to be you know, a money, money making, money I love machine, that. money boss yeah. over there. Baby steps. So I, I appreciate baby again steps. you saying that because I'll, I'll watch Shark Tank and you know they always say, you got to know the numbers. And I'm like, I don't know the numbers. And I just know I'd be eaten alive in the Shark Tank. <laughs> right. So, but like I said, with the way you put it, I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. Like, has this what my husband's been trying to tell me for seven years? Like, that's it. <laughs> I can do it. And I'm actually excited about learning. I'm actually like reading some finance <laughs> books now. I mean, like basic things. Let's not get carried away here. But <laughs> like baby steps. Absolutely. You're right. Yes. Yes. I think that's so true for so much in small steps. Small life. steps. Like those things that you small avoid, steps. that you cast aside. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's just how the information has been presented to you over time that makes you you know, afraid or want to avoid it or overwhelmed by it. But when you find someone like Christy here who can put it in your language and really on your level, whatever level that is, you know, it just makes all the difference in the world that you feel like, you know, you can be empowered to take that next step. So props to you, girl. You're doing the do. Yes, I love that. And that's so true because, you know what, there's a lot of lingo. And so you hear this lingo and you're like, what? is that that is way too confusing i don't want to look at that but when someone breaks it down for you in an easy and simple way you're like oh that wasn't actually as hard or as complicated as i thought it was and actually i feel really empowered and i'm excited about this so i love that you that you said that you're reading the books and diving (laughs) in and starting to forge your path forward with finances and that's exactly the right thing to do tools to understand that aren't like giant spreadsheets um, which I really appreciate, but also like any reading recommendations or, you know, easy to listen to podcasts or something like that. Yeah, there's so much out there. The book that really yeah. I love the most and that got me started, and this is money mindset. This isn't the practical number it's side of piece <laughs> side of it is <laughs> You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Chinchero. Have you ladies read that? Mm. Next on the list. (laughs) Yes. I love it. That is my favorite, favorite, favorite finance book. Uh, It's going to give you all of the money mindset reframes, kind of identifying those, those blocks, those fears, those things that are holding you back. It's so, so good. And just big picture wise with resources, my best advice would be to find some guides and find some teachers, whether it's an account on Instagram or you jump on somebody's email list or you've read their books and whoever they are, people who resonate with you, who, you know, talk in a way that you understand, right? Who, who make it fun and simple and easy. Find those teachers and guides and, and follow along. Absorb everything that they have to offer and, and implement and take action on as much as you can. And it's okay to ask for help too. It's okay to, whether it's to go to a professional or to ask a friend. And I know that's kind of tricky because there's a lot of stigma around money. It's a very taboo topic and we don't talk about it. There's a lot of fear of judgment out there. So it's tricky to, to really seek out help and to, to talk about it. It feels easier to avoid. But I would encourage you that it's okay to ask for help. And by asking for help, it's not that you're, you're, you're yes. doing a bad job. <laughs> it's actually that you're doing such a great job that you've reached a level to where you need help. 
Yes. <laughs> you you couldn't <laughs> see us, but we're all so like nodding our heads and like yes. Academy and just yes. reason, speak it. The real reason that she shines speak even it to me. in the first place is asking for help. I love how you phrase that. That is like put that on a quote. Like let's <laughs> let's go put that on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I need that reminder every day. Like it is great to ask for help because it means you're at that. What did you say? I'm gonna have to rewind it and listen to it. Oh, she's like just came out. The spirit was moving me. I love it. <laughs> I don't even well, know what I anyway, said. It just will, came out of my mouth. <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast. I'm channeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now that, let's say, we've stopped avoiding, we've asked for help, and now we're ready to start making some money, and setting some goals. So how do you recommend that we start setting money goals? Because I know for myself, like I get really nervous because I have student loan debt, we have a mortgage, I have a car to pay for. And it's like, how can I even set goals when like, and a business, right? How can you set goals when you have all these other things going on? Yes, such a great question, Alex, because you nailed a, a key point in that we're juggling personal business passion projects side hustles whatever all the things there's so so much going on we're trying to find that balance between our life today and feeling okay to get the manicure versus like oh should I be saving and reinvesting and paying off debt so there's so many different decisions to make and it gets overwhelming so for setting money goals I like to kind of take a two-pronged approach The first piece of it is starting with the big picture vision. You know, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, 20 years in business, personally, um, and, and really hash that out. And I encourage people when they're doing this type of visioning work is to to really think abundantly and to think like anything's possible because what I've found with some clients is that sometimes they hold themselves back because they don't think something's realistic or something's possible for them so I would encourage you to kind of throw those thoughts to the side for a minute if they are creeping up for you and really just go in on that vision like what would that dream life and business really look like if you had unlimited resources so start big and then from there what I like to do is bring it back into the here and now because I'm very practical and actionable as well. So how can you take that big vision and break it down into small, simple action steps that you can take every month or every quarter? And I have a uh, workbook. I I think it's in the Academy as well, um, but I, I have one on my website too that takes you through their six exercises where you can create your big picture vision, but then also bring it back into the here and now. And then another piece that a lot of people miss with financial goals is you have to put some numbers to it, right? So you have a goal, but like how much money are you gonna need for that goal? Like what do the dollars and cents for that goal look like? And this can get tricky too, especially if it's a bigger goal and there's still unknowns in the vision. You're like, well, I don't know. I still have to figure out what that piece looks like. And and that's okay. Your goals are ever evolving, they're flexible, they can change, you can take them away, you can add to them. So don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to feel like you need the perfect financial goal. Just start somewhere and revisit them and you can adjust and, and tweak as you go. 
I'm just so excited to have you on because I I, I feel like it's really going to help so many women to, to mm-hmm. ditch the judgment, but mm. also start making those like small actionable steps to get them to where they want to be. Totally. It's like this feeling like I need to be further ahead mm-hmm. and then you start stressing out about it Hand and up. then you're beating yourself up and then you're yep. like, you're not doing anything because you're yep. like so overwhelmed and you want to be <laughs> yes. doing something, but you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just this whole vicious cycle. And, and I do it too, maybe not with finances, but I do it in other areas of my life. So I understand that feeling well, but yeah, you can you can just kind of jump in, dip your toes in. It doesn't have to be perfect. They I give you full permission you to show, show up. Thank you so much. Be imperfect. It's just like good for the soul. I never thought you. like, yeah. I mean, I knew a CFA would be good for like a bank account, but like not good for the soul. I love this you, ladies. Like, <laughs> it's financial church, y'all. So, <laughs> just goodness. We know that many of the women in our academy, as well as community, they're really interested <laughs> yes. in saving money for or maybe like investing into their businesses is there a specific bank account that they should be looking for (laughs) and when is the right time to get a business bank account is it before you even start your business is it like down the road when you got a little funds like what do you recommend Mm -hmm. yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of having a business bank account from the get-go and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bank account that's in the name of you know an official llc or you know Mm -hmm. it can be a personal account but i recommend having two separate accounts for business and personal because otherwise everything's Mm -hmm. getting commingled and so you're looking at your bank account and you're like is that expense personal? Is that expense business? It gets very confusing. So having it separate allows you to track and see what the numbers are for for both personal and business. And it's going to help you come tax time. I don't know if anybody remembers. I've had this tax time where I've had to go back through a bank account and like literally add up every single <laughs> transaction and pick things out and be like, that was personal. So all sorts of hot messes but so it'll help come tax time too and just staying organized (laughs) and knowing your numbers and having that transparency around what's going on so we've we've ditched avoiding we're looking at our bank account we want to ask for help (laughs) we're starting to look into bank accounts now when do you think we should seek professional help yeah i think really anytime you're feeling stuck and like you're ready to get to the next level but you don't know how or where to start is, is always a great time. Um, and, and there's kind of two levels mm-hmm. of help. There's the, the help that can kind of coach you and get you to the next level. And then there's the help that where you can kind of outsource some different tasks. So for example, just speaking within the business, maybe the first help that you seek out is an accountant because you're like, I don't want to do my taxes. And then from there, maybe the next person you seek some help out with would be a bookkeeper because you're like I need to know how much I'm making and how much I'm spending but I'm not going to be categorizing all of my expenses so depending on kind of what your needs are and if there's certain tasks that you want to delegate or outsource is a good time or if you are stuck and you're really looking to get to that next level then maybe it makes sense to to hire somebody to really help you on that kind of strategic high level 
point of view. But I, I think anytime. A lot of people come to me and they're like, I need to have my stuff together before I have help. I'm like, no. Actually, that's what we do when we work together. We get it. We get everything together. We work it out. You don't need to come to me already together because then what am I actually even doing for you, right? So you don't have to have it all together to seek out help. Professionals like myself, we see that all the time. You know, we're not, I'm not judging if you come to me and, and things are a hot mess because that's I all of us. That. That's Just normal and that's for okay. For clarification purposes, so, you're talking like about, you know, that you're seeking needing help sort of or coaching help, more or, or less like when you feel stuck or you want to get to the next level. Would that be a CFA or a CFP? What's the difference? Because I, I love how you broke down accountant and bookkeeper. Like, what are the other realms in the financial world? Yeah, so there's financial coaches, and they're really great, especially if you're looking for help maybe with like budgeting or getting some education or having that accountability. Then there's financial planners like myself. I'm a CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and that is, that's kind of financial coach plus adding in things like investment advice and doing things like, you know, retirement projections, looking at college planning options, for example. A CFA is more involved in investments and doesn't tend to work with individuals. They tend to work at companies and putting together investments. And then there's also the CFO, Chief Financial Officer, in a business, which bigger businesses have in-house. Uh, smaller businesses, maybe you know, solo entrepreneurs or, or small teams, they can hire an outsourced CFO. Like that's a service that mm-hmm. I do for my clients. I'm not an employee of their company, but I provide that strategic mm-hmm. advice and guidance within their business finances, and that's as a CFO. So there's all the C's and the F's and acronyms, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of out there available, depending what you're needing and where you're at. Yeah, thank you for clearing that up because I I don't think I – I didn't have any idea what the difference was. Like they all deal with money. (laughs) Knowing like who to go to for for specific reasons, you know, that that. was so, so helpful. So So thank you for clearing that up for us. What is your number one piece of financial advice for (laughs) women professionals, entrepreneurs? I love it. Mm, love this question and these questions are always hard for me to answer because my natural reaction is like it depends on what your situation is so but generally speaking start with the end in mind right like have that vision and the goals and know what you're working towards even if it's fuzzy or you're not super clear or even if it's just I want to save more even if you're not 100% sure maybe what you're saving for. Uh, But the more that you can dig into what the goal is, what the purpose is, what the vision is, what you're actually doing all this for, what, what your why is, why are you doing it? That is so helpful because that informs your decisions, right? You use that big picture vision, that goal that you're working towards to decide what actions you're going to be taking in your finances now. So that, and then the second piece is knowing where you're at today knowing your assets and your debt and your income and your expenses and just knowing all your finances today and then what you want 
your future to look like, and that's where you can really get create a plan and create a strategy and take those small, 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 simple steps to get from where you are today to where you want to be. That's great, Christy. Like, I took so many notes, <laughs> not only to do our show notes later, but for myself. <laughs> You shared so many amazing pieces of advice today from setting money goals, starting with that big picture vision, right? Starting big, but bringing it back to the here and now and and making those small actionable steps, not being afraid to ask for help, not avoiding what's going on with your money and just being ready to dive in and, and, and figure out like what you need to do to make those informed money decisions to to get to the the place where you want to be in your life so you're not feeling like oh my gosh I don't want to open up my Bank of America app today (laughs) so thank you so much for for being so transparent with us that I know this is going to really really help so so many women um so before we get into our rapid fire question round can you tell us where our listeners can connect with you yeah I am at on route financial that's my website that's my instagram o-n-r-o-u-t-e financial it, come say yes. hey on instagram Definitely be sure to check love out connecting on send instagram me a dm say hey so much more knowledge there as well just you are just a wealth of knowledge so we're gonna get into our rapid fire question round and we're gonna set the scene for you girl scrolling through the gram and she's like oh my goodness on route financial this is christy i have so many questions to ask her but i'm gonna ask her these three really really quick she slides into your dms and she says number one what is your favorite way to connect with new people Ooh, i love a good old coffee chat going it. number two how can i have a cup of coffee sitting down face to face and going deep Mm -hmm. Put yourself out there. Don't be That's afraid we met. to be that awkward girl showing up at an event. <laughs> and then we went to coffee, so it's like two out of three right now. All right, let's <laughs> yeah, exactly. see if it can be three exactly. for three. All right, how do you get your feel a girl talk? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I am a big, like, in person, mm-hmm. in person. I'm not a big texter. I'm not mm-hmm. really a big phone talker because I'm on the phone with clients all day. So I yeah. really thrive just oh, that Christy, face-to-face thank you time because so I feel like I can fully be present. Being so open too. and transparent and just really making financial things less overwhelming, less daunting, actually fun for people like us, for all you women out there mm-hmm. listening. We hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. If you have any questions, be sure to hit up Christy on her Instagram or slide into our DMs at SheXShines. We will see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.